Hello and welcome to my audio podcast. Today I've got a message that I preached in our church and I hope that it's helpful to you. Enjoy. We're going to be talking about thy kingdom come, the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of heaven. And so when Jesus was walking with his disciples, his disciples asked him one specific question. Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? Like there's anything that you could ask Jesus for, what would it be? I, I, I pray would not be on my list. I would be thinking, you know, horse chariot maybe. I would be thinking a pot of gold. I would be thinking of, of God, how can, we, how can we make more money? How can we make this, this, this uh, kingdom thing bigger? And the thing that they noticed about Jesus's life that was so transformational was how he prayed. And so Jesus taught them how to pray. In Matthew 6, verse 9 to 10, it says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this is only half of the prayer. There's more, and you, you probably know it, the rest of it, right? Because you, you learn it from the beginning, and it's the prayer you pray every single day for years. Um, but, but this is the prayer that Jesus gives. And, and what I'd like to draw our attention to is he says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You gotta understand that throughout the history of uh, the nation of Israel, the prophets were were declaring and looking forward to the day when the kingdom of heaven would come. In fact, Isaiah, he says, the kingdom would be established upon the Son of God and his rule would never end. Jesus, when he came, he came saying, I'm here to declare the kingdom because the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist, who was just before Jesus, said, guys, repent, turn to God because the kingdom of God is at hand. And so when Jesus came, he came to bring in the kingdom of heaven. He came to usher in the rule of the king of heaven. And what he did was he proclaimed that if you look throughout the gospels, Jesus's message was, was more about the kingdom than it was about forgiveness. It was more about bringing the kingdom of heaven, the rule of heaven into the earth. That was his message and that what he came, that's what he came to do. You see, everywhere he went, he, he fed the hungry, he healed the sick, he cast demons out of people who were demon-possessed. He brought love. He brought forgiveness. He brought something so profound that whenever he went somewhere, people wanted what he had. And you know what he had? He had the kingdom of heaven being released through his life. It's as if the rule of Satan broke and the kingdom of heaven broke through the doors and brought freedom to all the captives. It brought healing to the sick and forgiveness for all. But the question is, what is the kingdom? Because the kingdom is not something that you see. The kingdom of God is not what you see. When you look around in the world today, you see the kingdoms of men. You see how kingdoms of men rise and fall. Nations wage war. Empires rise and empires fall. You know, businesses rise and fall. Not yours. Businesses rise and fall, kingdoms rise and fall, and you can see it, it's a landmass. it's a geographical area. But the kingdom of heaven is not defined by a geographical landmark. The kingdom of heaven simply is wherever the domain of the, is the domain of the king, the king of heaven, the king Jesus, wherever his will is being done, that's where his kingdom is. 
It's, where, it's the domain of the king, the rulership of the king of heaven. That is where the kingdom of God resides. And so, so powerfully in our lives, the kingdom of God is not the church. The kingdom of God is so much bigger than the church. The kingdom of God is on you and it is in you and wherever you are, the kingdom of God continues to go because that's where the will of God is continuing to be released. So whenever someone says yes to Jesus or says, Jesus, what is your will? I wanna do your will. That is where the kingdom of heaven is expressed. It's expressed through people. It's expressed through behavior. It's expressed through power. The kingdom of heaven and wherever his domain is, the king is present. My son, um, he just turned nine this week, and it was, uh, it was so like, how do you feel? Do you feel older? He's like, no, <laughs> you know. But, but he had a great uh, birthday party, and uh, we, we got him this, this game. And on this game, it's called Splatoon, which, by the way, is an amazing game. And pretty much what you are, you are this character running around in this world, and you're shooting ink out of ink guns, and wherever the ink lands, it's got a certain color, you're designated a certain color, and so wherever the ink lands, this character can transform into a squid and like swim through the ink. It's totally crazy, I don't understand it, okay? But the point is that, that, that you're marking your territory whenever you spray the ink, okay? So wherever yellow is, that's you. If there's another color, you find that you don't flow easily in that area, so you're actually free. You can move around quickly, you can refuel your, your paint gun, your weapon, and you can continue to go, and you have ease of movement whenever you're moving in your color, in your territory. But as soon as you move into the territory of, of, of another player, and maybe yours is yellow and their ink is purple, you actually slow down. You struggle, you can't refuel, you can't refresh, and you actually become a target for them because you can't move very quick. It's almost like you're stuck in a bit of mud. And it's the same in the kingdom of heaven. When, it's, when you are living in the kingdom of heaven, God has ease of movement in your life. God can move and do things in your life that are impossible in the natural. He can bring healing, he can bring joy, he can bring kindness and generosity. There is ease of movement for the spirit to flow and your life moves easy. But as soon as you're in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdoms of this earth, you find that as a, as a believer even, your movement is slow. And God also doesn't move quite like he should in our lives. And so it's so important for us to keep bringing the kingdom of heaven into our reality. Because the question is, what kind of kingdom is it? It is a great kingdom. It is a vast kingdom. It is a kingdom that is always expanding. We know too well the kingdoms of the earth. The kingdoms of the earth promise wealth, riches, and power, but at the end of it only give you death, decay, and despair. It promises a lot, but actually gives you little. But the kingdom of God is an eternal kingdom, an everlasting kingdom. It's an irresistible kingdom. When you see it, you know it, you recognize it, and you want nothing else. It is a kingdom that satisfies. It's an unshakable kingdom. It's a kingdom of power. It's a kingdom of righteousness. It's a kingdom that is inclusive because everyone is welcome in the kingdom of heaven. It's a kingdom of love. 
It's a kingdom of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's like when you experience the kingdom of God, you just want more. It's like, it feels like we're just having worship a few minutes ago. And there's so much joy when we worship God. There's so much joy when we express how much we love Him and how thankful we are to Him because His kingdom is being expressed and there is an ease of God to move in our lives and in our midst. And that is a feeling, but that is the reality that we can walk with and live with in our lives. The kingdom of God is healing. Do you know in heaven right now, there are no sick people? That is God's perfect will being expressed in His kingdom. And I find it fascinating that in this dark and fallen world, God has set up his kingdom full of life and light. And isn't it amazing that God never asked us to come to where he is. He came to where we are and brought the kingdom to us. Because you and I, we could never go into his kingdom on our own merit. We don't have a light switch for that. We don't know the way. But Jesus came and, and declared the way. He was the way. He brought the way. And he gave us access to the way to the kingdom. That the kingdom of heaven may be in your living room, in your workplace, in your school, in your university, in your business, in your family, in your marriage, in your children, in your life that in a dark and fallen world, the light of the kingdom would shine. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 13, that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again and, his, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Because the kingdom has great value. There is... There is nothing, you're not gonna get to the end of your life and go, man, I really wish I sacrificed less for the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom is so much that you can have nothing in this world, but if you have the kingdom, you have everything. And it's that revelation that you go, wow, the kingdom of God is so profound. It's so valuable. It's where I have peace, joy. It's where I have family that I am willing to let go of everything else for the sake of the kingdom. That's when you know you've stumbled upon the kingdom. You're willing to lay it all down for it. Jesus also said in Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Listen, I took a long time to pick these, this outfit today. <laughs> I took a long, an embarrassingly long time. For the pagans, they run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need him, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And so Jesus is teaching here that the kingdom of God is our first priority, not our last resort. The kingdom of God is not a, a secondary kingdom. We are not South Africans or Zimbabweans or Nigerians or Germans and kingdom people, we are kingdom people who have a citizenship in the earth as well. Our first citizenship is that of heaven. Our first citizenship is the kingdom of God. Our first citizenship is a kingdom that will never fade away and never be shaken. And so let us seek first his kingdom 
And everything else that we need, we will find in this life. It's not that you can't have both, it's that there's an order, there's a priority. And so often we are so tempted by the kingdoms that we see that we hold the kingdom of God loosely and we hold tightly onto the kingdoms of man until we hit a problem and we realize, oh no, I've let go of the, the, wrong, I've let go of the wrong kingdom. It's not that we don't love God. It's not that we don't care about him. It's just we're, we're so enamored with the kingdom that we see rather than the kingdom that is present with us. The kingdom of heaven is a powerful kingdom and everyone is welcome. I love it in Matthew 22, I'm not gonna read it, but in Matthew 22, there's a, a parable of a wedding banquet and, and the, the, the man who's putting on the banquet says, go into the highways, the byways, the streets, go everywhere and invite everybody to come because the door is wide open. Everyone who believes may enter this kingdom. And so we see that it is God's kingdom that comes through Jesus. And then he says, your will be done. So the kingdom may come, but how does the kingdom come? The kingdom comes through the will of God being expressed. Wherever we surrender to the will of God, that's where his kingdom is. It's like that, that paint gun that we shoot. Okay, there's my color. I'm gonna go there because that's his ease of movement there. Wherever, the, wherever we surrender to the will of God, God's kingdom comes through our life. Remember those WWJD, what would Jesus do? Hey, who had one of those? Just, just please be honest. Everybody who had one is definitely over 35. We should bring them back. I think, I think the 35-year-olds have been scarred and they've gotten over it. Now we can bring it back. But that is the good question. What would Jesus do? Because that question is, God, what is your will for my life? What is your will for the situation? What is your will for my circumstance? Because when we ask God what his will is and we learn his will and we discover his will and we search his will out, that's where his kingdom can be expressed and come in our life. It's so it's a surrender. The kingdom of God is so powerful, it's forcefully advancing, but it doesn't, it doesn't move forward by throwing stones or pulling triggers. It comes through surrender and sacrifice. I am surrendering to a greater authority, the authority of heaven, rather than the authority of the, that's why this church exists. That's why we are called as a church for revival in our city to, to help people find life and purpose through Jesus. Because when you find the kingdom, you find life. When you find the kingdom, you find purpose. When you find the kingdom, everyone is invited and the, and the church will grow. I am so frustrated by, by even church differences. I'm so frustrated that people look at different denominations and we wanna call out all the weaknesses of other denominations as if the kingdom was a denomination. The kingdom is not the church. The kingdom is greater than a church. And so let's just celebrate our differences and unite around what is the same, that Jesus is Lord. He is risen. He is coming back to take us into his eternal kingdom. We are in a denomination. But we are more than a domination. We are a kingdom of our God. And so we celebrate that. And so let's just seek the will of God 
because that's where the kingdom will come. Because the truth is that Jesus came to usher us into a kingdom. The kingdom is now and it's still coming. The kingdom is partly here, but, and we will realize it fully. It's this, this tension in between. I love this quote. It's one of my favorite. It says that earth is as close to hell as some people are gonna get and as close to heaven as other people are gonna get. Because the kingdom of God is, is, is growing and it's expressing itself. But not everyone is yielded to that kingdom. So let's yield ourselves. Let's surrender to him. Um, has anybody here like to travel? Just, just by a show of hands, fantastic, good. Anybody traveling over December? Hey, yeah, good, good, please stay safe in Jesus' name, enjoy it, have a great time. Um, I, I love traveling, we've traveled around the world, but you know what, there's, there's something about being a Cape Townian because you realize in Cape, in Cape Town you do staycations because is there honestly a better place to be than Cape Town? Yes, amen. We're gonna Romania, amen, remain here. All the old jokes are coming back. They're coming back to me. And so, but think about this. As a Cape Townian, you can spot the tourists like a sort, like, like they stand out. How do you know you're a tourist? Because they're probably pink. They have lots of cameras. Maybe they drove off a tour bus. They came off a tour bus. Fanny packs. Hey. Exactly, phones in the pockets, you're leaving your bags unattended. What are you, what? <laughs> Cape Townians in the safest countries in the world. Like guys, like just. But you spot tourists so easy, they just stand out. Why? Because they don't know where anything is. They're taking it all in. And they're like, oh, we're going to ta top of Table Mountain. Have you been? And as a Cape Townian, you probably say, no. <laughs> I'll get there. But tourists, they, they stand out because you see, when you live in your own country, you know where everything is, you know how things work, you, you, you know the people, you kind of have a feel, you can go anywhere, you can figure it out. But when you're a tourist, you don't quite understand the language, you're figuring stuff out, you're seeing things that are amazing you all over the place, you're taking photos, you're making memories, but you don't know where to go, where things are, and you don't know the way. And possibly you don't even know the language. And here's my challenge to us and my thought to us, is let us not be tourists in the kingdom of God. Where we don't know the way, we don't know where we are, and we don't know what we're doing. Let us rather have our citizenship in heaven, be so enamored with heaven. Let's not be, okay, let's not be so heavenly minded that we're earthly poor, like don't, earthly dumb, like let's not do that but our focus should be on the kingdom of God and rather be tourists in the earth and travelers through the earth because we're holding on to a kingdom that is unshakable and will never fade away. Amen? So learn, discover, understand what God's will is and surrender your life to his will and his kingdom will come. For your own reading, uh, read Romans chapter 12, incredible passage there. So we find already that the kingdom of God has come, that his will will be done. That's what we're praying for on earth as it is in heaven. So on earth as it is in heaven is the location, it's the where. Okay, and our band can join me on stage as I'm gonna close. It is where the kingdom is expressed. You see, 
Heaven is the perfection of God's will being fully expressed. It is the perfection of his kingdom. Do you wanna know what God's will is? You just gotta look to heaven. Because in heaven, there is freedom. In heaven, there is no sin. In heaven, there is no bondage. In heaven, there are no economic crises. In heaven, there is still work. In heaven, there is rest. In heaven, there is healthy relationships where people like each other, even though they're different from one another. In heaven, there is unity. In heaven, there is power. In heaven, there is authority. And in heaven, all of the heavenly hosts are surrendering to God and crying out in worship of their King. Praise and worship will never ever leave the lips of the heavenly host because they are surrounded perfectly by the presence of God. It's where His presence is beautifully expressed in every way. And what Jesus is saying, may your will be done, may your kingdom come on earth as it is done in heaven. So Jesus does not want to surrender the earth to the kingdoms of man. He doesn't want to surrender the earth to the will of the evil one. He wants the earth to be surrendered to the king of heaven. He wants what his will is being expressed in heaven to come into the earth and transform the earth, to transform every person from every tribe, every language, every nation on the earth to, so that it would look like heaven. Wouldn't it be amazing if your workplace looked a little bit more like heaven? Do you know if Cape Town looked like heaven, there would be no crime? There would be no sickness? There would be no lack. And that's what God wants to bring. And if you're sitting next to somebody today, that's who God wants to bring it through. Because as followers of Jesus, He lives in us through His Spirit. Where you are, the kingdom is. You are an agent of heaven. You are an ambassador of Christ. You bring kingdom to everywhere that you go. Are you working in a hospital? You can be healing hands and the kingdom of heaven can be expressed. Are you a school teacher? You can bring the kingdom of heaven to your classroom by surrendering to the will of God and merely asking God, what would you do here? The truth is church, that if our lives don't look much like heaven as a whole, it's probably because we're holding on tight to a different kind of kingdom. And what it is, it's time to get back on those monkey bars and let go of your firm grip of the kingdom of man, the kingdom of self, the kingdom of me, the kingdom of power, the kingdom of self-desire, the self-accomplishment, and to actually hold on to the kingdom of heaven and let that unshakable kingdom bring you through. We will face many trials in this life on our way to the kingdom of heaven. But he wants to release that in your life. And so today we're gonna give you an opportunity to say, God, I want your will to be expressed through my life. I want your kingdom to come your kingdom to come in my marriage. 
Maybe you've got a difficult marriage right now and say, God, what can I do to surrender to your will for my marriage? Because God's will for your marriage is that it's fruitful, it's blessed. We're all people, we all fail, and we're gonna go through rough times. But when we go through those rough times, let's continue to say, God, what is your will? And help me to be obedient to that. Because the kingdom brings life in dark places. It brings light in darkness. So when we say that, your marriage can come back to life. It can be transformed. Business owners or, you know, I find it so funny. So many Christians, they, they, when we talk, they're like, people in our church, they're like, oh man, I just wanna live, I just wanna work in a Christian environment. I'm like, I do, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, do you know how lucky you are? You get to be around people who don't know Jesus all of the time. So they curse and they smoke and that's not, anyway. And you're like, oh no, oh no, oh, so I can't handle it. And I know in some environments it's really bad and it's toxic, but you know who you are? You are an agent of the King of heaven. You are there to bring the kingdom of God. You are there to see change and transformation. You are there to bring healing. You are there to bring hope. You are there to pray. You are there to make a difference. Hey, when we're in the kingdom of heaven one day all together in the glory train, we've lost our opportunity. Don't be so quick to want a Christian workspace. Light shines best in dark places. Work from home? No, go back to the office and pray. Whoa, no. Pray over Zoom, it works just fine. The kingdom of God in our city and through our church, in our relationships, and so wherever we submit to His will, His kingdom will come. And as I said in worship, I had this, this picture of just double doors breaking open within our church and the kingdom of heaven rushing in. I believe we're gonna go into a season of seeing great miracles in our church. I do. Of people coming back to life in the Spirit. But let's be a kingdom people, amen? With so much uncertainty, let's hold on to an unshakable kingdom. Hebrews 12, and I end with this. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. So, and so in worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. I want to invite you to your feet as we just begin to worship God again. What I'm asking us to do is just to surrender. Do you know what surrender looks like? Hands to heaven. That's what surrender looks like. It looks like waving a white flag over your life, saying, God, your will be done. Not mine, not the government, not the world, your will be done. And just to turn your heaven, hands to heaven and just to worship God as we go into this time and then pray and ask God to come into your life and into your world and we will close off the service after that.
taking time to listening to this podcast. I hope it's been helpful to you. And hey, if it has, would you consider sharing it with some of with someone that you think will add value to? It would really help out the podcast. Thanks so much, and I'll I'll uh, connect with you again in future episodes.